Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to Coco Caliente, a mother and daughter production where we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jenny. I am breathing heavy because I just got done. I've just been doing an outdoor brisk walk every morning and I swear it really helps and changes my mood for the rest of the day. And, yep, <sighs> and so, she, so she's a little bit out of breath, but who's ready to talk about Big Brother? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. And um, first thing I was going to ask you about, I'm going to jump around on the questions here that I wrote Wait, down. let's just preface this with, I have no idea what any of the questions are. And and if she doesn't want to answer the, that question today, we might put it on, the, like if she needs to think about it, because I didn't give her any time to think or I just wrote them all out. And um, if she needs time, then we can, I'm going to circle my question and or put a check mark by it and we'll try to get to that one at a later date. There's quite a few different questions on here. Okay. But um, the one that I'm going to ask you right now that I can't even see, do you get recognized a lot? Yeah, I do actually. And I'm surprised because it's been so, um, okay, maybe it hasn't been that long. How long since I've been on All-Stars? Three, four years? Um, but yeah, I get recognized a lot, which makes me feel good because even though I'm a lot chubbier than I was before, I still must look the same, but it's my voice that gives it away. Um, and what's crazy is that most nine out of 10 people will say, oh my gosh, you're a lot smaller than you are on TV. And I'm like 30 pounds heavier. So TV must add like 50 pounds. (laughs) Yeah. Nicole is a pretty, pretty pint sized actually. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like it's so funny and and like it, there isn't any place we go it's so natural to now to now now it's not annoying it's not no. anything it's like always and they're always everybody's so respectful they're like do you care if we get a picture and you know nicole already knows that comment she's like yep she's ready because it happens i don't know any place we go except for maybe to walmart where it doesn't happen every single time like any place we go mm-hmm. as a family to do anything it happens and the funniest part is that like it um once it, one person does it and other people were thinking about it or watching her, mm-hmm. then it's a lineup. Like when we went to the concert last weekend, it was just one person. Then it was like right at one right after yeah. another. And then, you know, but it was quick. They're just like, say they're, say what they want to say. And can I get a picture? And oh my gosh. You In know. Port Austin. Um, I didn't tell you we went to Emily, Emily B's. Is that what that cute little Emma brick, B's? Emma B's. And 
It happened a couple times just in that little couple minutes I was there because there are people actually from out of state. So I do see a lot of people from out of state over in Port Austin or visiting their family. So I feel like I get quite a few people up there, right? Yeah, I feel like you get a lot at the market. Yes, a lot, a lot at the market. So it's really nice. And the funny part about the voice is this. I just have to tell this real quick. Last week, me and Jesse went out to lunch in Marlette. And we went shopping for his, I wanted to get him something for his birthday. So we went to Ben's Outdoor or whatever. And all of a sudden I hear somebody comes up to me and says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I listened to your podcast. You're Jenny, aren't you? And I was like, shout out to Allison. And I was, she's like, I heard your voice. And then I heard and called my mom and said, come in here. I know it's her. And I just thought it was so cute and funny Mm -hmm. because that was the first time I had ever gotten recognized by my voice. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of funny. Okay. It made you feel really good. Yeah, I, so if you recognize kind of, my mom like, or hear her voice, definitely come say hi. No, I, I looked like crap. I was like actually kind of embarrassed. but Well, that's how, I mean, we're just normal people. Mom. But she didn't ask for a picture, thank goodness. <laughs> um, how? Okay, question number one. How is Finding of the House Key film? Do you know you're on the show when you find it? Or is it pretend and it's a surprise? Okay, so this is a great question. Um, so what they do is they tell you, you made it down to the top 25 and they are going to fly out and come check out kind of like the rest of your Your family family or, I mean, I guess just where you live. Okay. So they do not mention the key at all. They're like, Hey, you're like down to the final, like 25. Um, so then they send like a crew out there and I mean, I guess you probably remember this as good as I do. They do hide the key, and then when you do find it, like, that is a reaction. You have to do the segment a few times because, um, I don't know, they always like more shots than one. So the first time, it's very, like, oh, my gosh. But still, like, they have it in your mindset that you're still just, like, top 25. So nothing's guaranteed. And that's probably why somebody wrote that some of them look like they're so surprised. Mm -hmm. And some people look like it was a little bit staged. It's probably because they didn't get what they needed, Mm -hmm. you know, the first time. So they had to redo it. Like, maybe they were, like, so stunned. Or there was a plane overhead. Like, the noise and audio is a big thing. So say there's a plane overhead or... There's something in the background that they don't want to show on TV, whether that be a logo or something. Or you found the key at the wrong time when they weren't yeah. waiting. Now, yours, I think, was filmed as total surprise because they had you put in the cornhole. You had to pull it out of the cornhole, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was in the board. And then when you went to get the bags, you pulled it up. Oh, my gosh. It's just so awkward thinking about it because I was not at all prepared to leave that day or anything, was I? I, like, cried and stuff. Yeah, you were no, like, no, because we didn't know that they're just going to, like, we were pretty naive and didn't watch any feeds or anything like that, so we didn't know, like, a lot of stuff, and they're like, yeah, they're just take you up in your bedroom and throw clothes in a bag, and it's like, bye, yeah, we were all just like, no, no, and then they, like, immediately took your phone. So I couldn't even talk Nearly to you took on my the, phone. Yeah. Like right there at the house before they had her get in the car. So it's like, I couldn't even like text her anything I wanted to like no. good luck stuff all the way there or whatever. It was just like, and then I traveled with like a handler, um, all the way back to, uh, LA and she was super sweet. I remember when I got to the airport, <sighs> my luggage was like a couple pounds over and this is crazy to me I still think about it she's like 
do you want to pay they're like do you want to pay the hundred dollars that it's over do you want to shove she's like you can shove stuff in my bag and so I shoved some extra clothes in her bag but like now I'm thinking why didn't I just like it was like the end of the world where I was going to have to leave clothes instead of paying like the hundred dollar overage fee so it's just crazy how much like different I guess my mindset was because I thought oh my gosh I can't like have my weight suitcase overweight which you totally can't I just thought that that would make me I don't know it's just funny but yeah she let me shove all of like the extra pounds in her carry-on bag and I think I was pretty quiet the whole ride down like just like crying and thinking because I mean I was about to leave it happened really fast happened really fast and yeah I didn't really know what I was in for you know next thing I knew my parents were gonna see me on tv yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like really weird. Okay, and I know we've answered this question before. Maybe we just talk about it so much to other people, like on a one-on-one. But mm-hmm. how many times did you apply for Big Brother before you got accepted? One. It was the only time I applied, and and it was only a. It was less than. It was less than a week. I think it was one to two days before the deadline. The deadline. So it was yeah. like very quick. And, um, I can tell the story too, <laughs> ahead, because, tell it. because she was down at school and she was just like in a funk a little bit. It was almost time to graduate. Um, and I, she wanted to, I said, come on home t- tonight. Like it was even during the week. And I said, come on home tonight because I just saw like what I had seen as one of her girlfriends had went to Chicago and had a picture with Andy Heron on her Facebook. And then I look and she, Nicole had just turned um, 21. So like the year before. So it was like, she was 21. So she could not apply to that time. And it said something about meeting him at a casting thing. And I said, so I looked up all the stuff that day and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's got like two days. She could apply. And I was like, no, there's no way, you know, we'll do it next year. She'll be out of school. Well, that day she was talking to me and she's like, Oh mom. And I said, come on home today. I said, we're going to apply for big brother. I said, I'll help you. I'll write out everything to give you. So she goes, we can't do this in one day. I'm like, yeah, we can. So while she's driving the hour and a half home, I ran and got some poster board and I'm just writing out some points about her or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, just like to help her out or whatever. And, and, um, so she came home and I had it all ready and like, I was going to film it and stuff. And she's like, I cannot do this in front of you. You have to go, you have to go outside. And so I, the swans man was there. I remember mm-hmm. that. And I got trapped outside with him forever, <laughs> but she, it took her like, what did it take you like an hour and a half? Probably. Cause she kept, cause she was so like, it, it had to be one take. I just did one take. This is pre filters. This is pre anything like just talking into just literally taping herself. I don't even know what you used I to hold your we, phone. Cause we didn't even have like a no, phone so I used, I used my hand oh. and also we did it. This is when you did it like the, um, horizontal, filming i believe not the vertical filming so it's so different yeah so she so she kept no editing she she came out once and opened the door and said i don't know if i can do this and i said get back in there get back in there she goes well you're not watching it when i'm done i'm like okay that's fine so anyways it was like an hour and a half and she submitted it and we then we just hung out and whatever did you go back that night or the next morning you must have went back the next morning because i probably wouldn't have let you drive at night that late yeah and i didn't get a call till like the next week which is very fast and then i got a call yeah and then the next week she's down at school and she's would you say you had to run in the bathroom in class right because you saw a weird number no i was at my apartment i ran outside and then i like projectile vomited because i was like could this be it because that was before like really bad telemarketer telemarketer calls to your iphone and it said la 
or Burbank, California or something. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. She called me. She goes, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, I, I was like, no way. She's like, yes, mom. Yes, mom. They, now I, I have to Skype them. She goes, I have to Skype. I don't know how to Skype. Like, are you going to come down here? I had to borrow Mariah's good friend's Mac laptop because, is it, yeah, they're Mac because, MacBook because I had a Dell and my Dell was just not keeping up with the times where I had a Dell. So I was like, we need something that is like sturdy. So I borrowed it and then I had to set up Skype and my mom and Mariah went out to eat, I think, while I was doing this, right? Because I was the only and one in the came, apartment. Yeah, and then she came back and said that like it kept freezing the entire time, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you said it was such a bad Skype. You go, I'm not going to. Yeah. You were like, you had no hope or whatever at that point. And then they called back and said, fly out. That's yeah. that's that's when you were in class and you ran in the bathroom because yeah, yeah, you got yeah, another yeah, call. Yeah. And you said, oh, my gosh, they want me to, like, fly out tomorrow because they need to interview me because my Skype didn't really work but, very well. But really, the, <laughs> but really it was because I made the top so many. You hear my mom and I talk about our Lumi products almost every episode, whether we're sponsored or not. Well, this episode is brought to you by Lumi because we love Lumi. We have such a great experience with it. My mom loves the whole body deodorant. I love the stick deodorant and I love the wipes. They are very, very convenient. And there's also a body wash. So you guys don't let summer funk ruin your summer fun this year. It's time to summer proof your body odor and luckily there is a solution that's why i'm so excited to tell you about lumi whole body deodorant for pits privates and beyond it was created by OBGYN who developed a uniquely formulated ph balanced deodorant it's aluminum free skin safe and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours so with lumi the average odor level is zero out of ten and an average odor would be without it would be six out of ten so the whole body deodorant, it's the first of its kind, and it's seriously safe to use anywhere. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons, feet, and beyond. Um, and we love like that it's aluminum-free and all that stuff, too. And its pH balance is safe for use below the belt. They have clean tangerine, lavender, sage, or toasted coconut. So Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code COCO at Lumi Deodorant. Dot com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code COCO. Thanks so much, guys. Okay, yeah, that was the first time I remember my mom dropped me off at the airport then to fly out. And this is a huge secret. No one knew. Um, and I remember this first time I flew out by myself, I was crying again. And as if I'm never going to see my key. mother. This, this is be- before the key. Yeah, yeah, this is to get on to the show. And so basically what you do is you show up at this like hotel and they say like, don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Basically, you're going to be in your room and they will call you out for interviews as needed. And it's on a day basis. You have no return ticket home. So I could be there for 24 hours or I could maybe be there for like four days. Um, And every morning they either like put underneath your door like a ticket home or they give you per diem for the day. I think I don't know how much. And so, yeah, to eat because there's restaurants you're allowed to go out to eat at a restaurant like once a day or go to the pool or go to the gym. I never went to the gym. I never went to the pool. (laughs) I just went to eat. Um, And so I'd see people that I would assume are other contestants. Like I saw Hayden a lot 
and assumed he was a contestant. I saw um, Amber, I believe, quite a bit. I saw Caleb. There was people that I saw that I just assumed, like, okay, they look unique. And I think that it might be they're young. They're by themselves. Um, not that you had to be young, but I was 21 at the time. And so I just kind of assumed everyone was around my age. Uh, and so every morning I was so scared I was going to get a return ticket home because once you get a return ticket home, it means like you're not going on to the final casting like thing at the end. So and you saw quite a few people that you never saw on the show too. Yeah, for sure. I just when you came home and like, I was like, there's a blonde girl that I think that (laughs) me or her is going to get on because I think they have like two of you, right? Two, two, whatever. Um, oh, I saw Joey. For sure, because the blue hair and everything. So oh, long story short, you were just so scared every morning. You're like, did I make it? So you're getting pulled out for these interviews. And one interview, the first interview I did 10 out of 10. I was like, oh, I'm good. The second interview, I bombed. I like blacked out. It was pretty horrible. Um, I got so nervous. I just blacked out and I was like, oh, I think I'm going home. Luckily, they gave me another chance. Um, and one of the casting people came up to me and they were like, hey, you're like a you're a front runner, just so you know. Um, and I was like, what? So I kind of like got excited and that gave me like, I think the little bit of like a confidence boost that I needed. So then anyways, long story short, you're finally at the final casting call process I don't know what to call it you're all taken to a room you're all sitting with one other person at a table and you're just kind of like looking around um you're not allowed to talk or speak and they tell you you know you might not get an interview with the producers you're this is like the big big producers you might not get an interview with them and if you don't it's just because we ran out of time and I was the last person to get an interview and I thought oh my gosh like I barely got an interview well then I read Dan's book after that and they say they say that they save the best for last. So then I was like, ka-ching. Anyways, I went, I did really well in that interview. I actually fell walking into the interview, which totally just worked to my advantage because it was my personality. Um, and then I kind of had a good feeling like after I left LA and everything, it felt really good. But I sat at a table with Caleb and didn't talk. Zach was being crazy, like doing these getting up in his socks and doing these weird dance moves but no one was allowed to talk to him I'm just like what is wrong with this dude um yeah there was probably 16 of us in there and I would say like 8 to 10 made the cast and I just assumed there was like 10 rounds of that you know so I was really surprised to see all those people in Christine was in there as well I think yeah so I was surprised to see a lot of them and when I went to the house I was like dang that was really like the final final so it's a really cool experience and you can only go through it once I never went through it again because once you're on the show like they just call you and it's different but that was amazing then you fly by yourself and they you know don't take your phone until you have your phone while you're flying like the second and the third time and and then they put you in. And sequester. they give you a different name, like yeah, they disguise you. Yeah, they put you, you. in sequester and yeah. all that good stuff. Yes. And I do want to say that I think like me telling all that stuff isn't like top top secret because it was written in 
I read a lot of it in Dan's book. Oh, and, and a lot of people, to all of the, all I know, of I feel like I kept, I kept, about their experiences. I know, yeah. and I kept so loyal for like, that was almost 10 years ago, mom, that I went through that. And yeah. I just and, never and who spoke knows about if it's it. the same now. You no, know? and I just never spoke about it because I didn't want to like betray them. But then when I'm seeing like all these people talk about it all the time, I'm like, okay. Well, and I think a lot now, I mean, from sure what I different. read, a lot of scouting now. So it's totally yeah. different. And the, it's in not the casting. Like, producer is different too so you know what i mean it's not so even the same person yeah everything's different um and okay here's this is totally they're not in any order so mm-hmm. like um so how long are you locked in the house how many days are you locked in the house when while they set up the backyard like mm-hmm. how many do you get a long time where you don't get yeah to use it could the be like anywhere from maybe 36 hours to three days okay so what about if i don't even know if you had any house if you have any smokers in your house what do they do if they're I locked? never ever all three seasons there wasn't one smoker in my in the house insane now that i think about it really yep not one okay this says people ask that like what do they do while you there so you don't know that answer at all no we had no smokers <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And out of all the comps, like, and this might be something you have to answer later if you can't think about it. What comp book did you dislike the most and which one was your favorite? My favorite one that I get excited to see is, you know, when they, um, you stay or fold and you got to like count in your head how many lollipops or whatever. I love that one as I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Um, I dislike... The one that I would say that I dislike the most, that I thought I disliked the most, probably isn't true anymore, so I'd have to really think about it. It's the one where you're spinning and you have to stand on that thing because then I won it in All-Stars at the end against Cody and Enzo. But do you remember like... Like you get dizzy, you mean? Oh, yeah. Anything that gets me dizzy or it would be... Oh, no. I'd say my least favorite is when you have to yeah spin around. They They did it as a ballerina one time. On my first season, they did it as... Uh, I think a cowboy type themed or something where you spin around and then you have to go put something together before your timer. I'm just very dizzy person. So for me, I can't, I, there's no chance of me winning that. What about like the slippery slopes? A plus or I love, a negative? I love those. And what about um, like the wall comps? Oh, those are, depends. I mean, I, I do get excited for them. So yeah, I like those too. And the BB comics you seem to really like. Oh, that's my favorite. That's what I thought it would be your favorite. Oh my gosh. BB comics is my favorite. Anyone take me on any time in BB comics and I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm really good at it. BB comics. I, that's what I would have picked for her if they, the favorite, yeah. but like See, I said, you she didn't even like have no time to it. think about it. This was just, um, Okay, and when they have the messy comps, yeah, like they we haven't have to had clean. that. In a while. We get that who, question. Who cleans it up? We have to, and that's why it causes a lot of fights in the house because, like, when James broke all the eggs, someone was like, "Now who broke all these eggs?" Obviously, there's not a veto inside the egg. This was just this, and so then people are fighting with him, and he's like admitting it, not admitting it, and then people are annoyed. So, and then someone accused someone of going of 
I think Natalie said somebody threw her underwear out of her drawer. It's like every single drawer was destroyed because you're looking for a hide and go veto. Like the eggs, I understand that there's not a veto in the egg, but there could be a veto in the drawer. You know what I mean? So everybody, I actually so love every, that comp So too. everybody's clothes were all over. Oh, everybody's everything. And nobody knew what drawer was whose. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, when someone is evicted in the house, you literally start off with one drawer. When someone's evicted in the house, there's another drawer available. I moved drawers and spots probably eight times each season because you're just like, okay, now I can have these two drawers, you know, or I can, it's very different. You change rooms. By the end, you get a whole dresser, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's stuff is always all over, isn't it? Is it yeah, not? and you're only allowed to bring so much stuff in, too, and that's for a reason, because otherwise it'd be crazy. Um, but, yeah, that that is one of my top three competitions. And the packing for the um, – this might wrap up a couple questions in one, but the packing for going – they're very strict because of the mm-hmm. logos and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you pet can pack. And once you pack your suitcases that still don't, even if it don't have any logos, once you get there, they go through your suitcase and take yeah. half of it and put it in a suitcase and you don't get it till you leave. Yeah. My season 16, they took a ton out. I actually didn't have enough shirts and shorts. And that was like, I think they even knew I didn't have enough shirts and shorts. They got a hold of my mom and they said she needs some like plain colored tees. So I just went to, yeah, like the day it was like literally because she went so fast and it was literally, I I went to Target and I just bought the same like t-shirt and mm-hmm. every the color v-neck. plain. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those shirts. And they're like, here, this is what you, you're on national television. This is what you get to wear every day. I'm like, this is not me, but okay. And you know, because just a they, smile. It was like literally like they, it was, you had, I had to get them out that day. We don't have anything by us except for Walmart. So I drove down to I'm, Target. I'm glad he went to Target though. I do appreciate that. I went to Target and hurried up and got him and put him right in the mail, like right at a UPS or whatever, whatever FedEx. I don't remember. It was a one day thing, like right mm-hmm. there. I had to go find one. It was just throwing a bunch of stuff into like literally, I think plain shorts too. Oh yeah. Plain shorts. So I just like cotton I don't even, shorts, cotton and shorts. Some pajamas. They told me I had to put some pajamas in there because they took, I have a very weird, unique style and like anything kind of weird they take they don't like stripes or patterns and you can't wear like white or green and so I think my stuff kind of fell under that category and I was to the point I kind of I miss like how I was then as far as like so simple I did not go buy out go buy a new wardrobe for the last two seasons I went on I was like oh I'm gonna go shopping and buy some cool stuff me and mom we were just like okay what in my closet works (laughs) you know I just think that's so like and so a lot of it didn't work. And so here I am wearing the same V-neck in several colors, but it's all right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then, so that brings to this question. Do mm-hmm. you get to pair, pick what you wear the first day walking into the house or do they help you? They help you. They, so you have to send them options. So you could get, even all star season. Of. I like picked out three options and then you have to send pictures to the producers and then they say this one or this one. Or if they don't like any of them, they'll say try again, probably. Yeah. And you want something that like fits your personality and that's different. And they also don't want you, I think, just everyone to be wearing coral or everyone to be wearing red. You know, they want different things um, for sure. Yeah, they definitely have a hand in that. So if you see someone like really dressed up, they want you to be really dressed up. If you see someone casual, they want you to be casual because it kind of fits your personality. And um, how many day, how many times a day do you get called to the DR? 
Mm. I don't know. It could be zero and it could be four or five. And and pe- you like to be called to the DR, so you know that you're like doing well or you don't like to be called to the DR. Yeah, when you're not. So I was the very first person in season 16 to get called to the DR. I was just like, okay, 16 was just so different. When I think about it, it just brings so much joy to me because I didn't understand things. And I was the first person because they wanted my reaction. Like, what is it like being in the house? And I was just so excited. So I was the first person called and I was just like, oh my gosh. So then after that, I was never the first person called again. And so then in my head, I'm just like, I'm old news, you know, (laughs) like it's just different. So yeah, you want to be called to the DR because obviously that means you're making the show or, um, as you play more, you get smarter, like, okay, they're getting called the DR a lot. They're definitely making a lot of game moves and they're definitely, yeah. So that, so that helped you like in the future, like, oh, for sure. It was never the same again after the first time and it never will be. Um, this question, I don't, I, I was thinking about this and I'm, this is one I don't know if you'd be able to answer or not, mm-hmm. like without thinking about it, because there's probably quite a few people and it might be, who would you trust to play with again that you played like a hundred percent, be able to put your trust in? Mm. Weirdly, weirdly Danny Donato, I think I really wish I could rechange all stars. Um, and I think since becoming a mom, I'm a lot different. Like, it, I could 100% put my trust in her. Um, at the top of my head, is there anyone else that I could put my... Well, obviously Victor. No, um, besides Victor. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be all that I can think of right now. <laughs> so, and I bet you there is some. And there's probably people that you think could put your trust in that you did not play that with. That I don't but know. But watching mm-hmm. them... But watching them play, you realize like how loyal they are. And I thought I could, I thought I could put my trust, like I couldn't put my trust. I love, like I could not put my trust in. I would thought it would be like Tyler or something like that, but I couldn't after playing with him because I just felt so burned. Um, Same with like Christmas in Memphis, could not. Cody, hell no. Uh, I think you could, I, now this is my opinion from watching your season. Yeah. I think you could put, I think Memphis is like, is very trustworthy because he was actually like, even at the end, he said when he, if you would have took Cody out, he would give you the next, like he, he was honest. He didn't say, he could have said, then I'll take you all the way to the final two. But he like, whatever he said, he said Mm -hmm. like the next one or two comps, he definitely wouldn't put you up. So he wasn't lying. Like he, I think Memphis is very honest. He is, but I would never be his number one. Does that make sense? Well, it depends on who's on, you know, he would have to be the other person's number one to be able to trust anyone. That's why that's what I'm thinking. Like, could I trust Memphis in a group of six? Hell yeah. I guess I just complete one-on-one trust. I didn't have that in All-Stars. I had it in 16 with Christine. I thought I had it. I put everything I had into her. And then season 18, obviously, was Corey. Um, And I learned from 16 um, to pick someone that was different than Christine. And Corey and Polly, actually, Polly was really loyal. trustworthy mm-hmm. and loyal in 18 to you. I mean, you honestly, to win, you picked the best people that didn't waver back and forth ever. You know, you, you learn you from your mistakes. Did. You're not going to align yourself with someone that 
isn't going to get you to win the game when you've already did that last last time you played. You know, if 18 was my first time, I probably would have tried to align with like Bridget, Natalie and Michelle to find myself probably getting burned in week four. Do you get right. what I'm saying? Yes. Like I learned. Well, I carried that with me. Obviously, definitely Michelle. If you and you probably would have aligned with her because she's from mm-hmm. Michigan, but yeah. that would have been a like bad, bad, bad mistake for you. That would have been yeah. like way even worse than Christine. That's what know? I mean. I, I learned. And I kind of just picked one person. And I'm really good socially and I needed someone that was good physically. So I mean it was between Victor and Corey, honestly. But Victor was just wild. I was like, I cannot control this dude. So anyways. <laughs> and you said when you first saw Corey, you thought of him like he was a dad or something. I won, okay, so I 100% you thought he was swear older. to God, before I picked him to be on my team, we had like a couple minutes of like interaction in the kitchen. And he said, my kids. And he was referring to the baseball kids I found out later. I thought he had children. And so I went on that show kind of still like heartbroken with, from like the hate and stuff or whatever. So I was like, I'm not getting in showmancer trouble with anything. And so then when I picked him, I was like, he's a dad. He's older. He does look a little bit older. Yeah, he does because he's so tall. And yeah. Everything. And I was just like, okay, so I'm going to pick this dad. He looks like he's like loyal. And then I find out when he was saying my kids, he was talking about like kids he teaches. And I was like, okay, that makes, I guess, sense. But anyways, that's what literally honestly happened. Yeah, that, that was so weird. She told me that like story like right, you know, after and when we sh- one of the first things when she got home. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Um, how bad was slop? Um, yeah, so slop is, so basically what it is, it's steel cut oats. So it's the really, really hard oats that you have to boil for like, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour to make soft. But what makes it horrible is the powder um, that they put in it. So it's basically like this chalky powder with all the minerals and vitamins you need to survive. Because you're not eating anything else. Yeah. And that's what makes it bad. So what we did on season like 16 um, was we sift Frankie Grande, I think it was him. He sifted out all of the nutrients and then we just ate the carbs. And then I think they took the sifter and stuff away on my next two seasons because they're probably like that's not very healthy um so they just did it for your health is why they want you to eat oh it like for that. sure yeah and you i would say the best way that i ate it was i cooked it and mixed ketchup and like barbecue sauce and pickles in it and that sounds so disgusting <laughs> oatmeal with ketchup barbecue sauce and pickles yeah um were were, the, were i know the answers to some of these were there books or things for your ent- entertainment there there's no. chess right chess and pool if you get to go outside and actually on all stars they did have like some little like mind game things puzzles oh, they did. puzzles and stuff yeah but i 
and then like at the very end you might get a deck of cards or something if you're lucky and Mm -hmm. and i honestly think that they should put more games like that kind of stuff to like get your minds off things and you can talk to people then and just play a game you know and like i think that they should put but maybe they don't put them there because like say say if it is, you could use them for counting the purposes or mm-hmm. for different kind of things, or you need a pen to keep score. Oh, or... yeah, they gave us backgammon um, on All-Stars, and a lot of that took a lot of people, like, time away, which was good. Yeah, that, that's, I think, so maybe it's just depending on what they do. Who's your favorite winner besides yourself? That might be a hard question if you want to wait for that one and think about it. Like, I guess in what context, like as a human, as, as a winner, as a game player, what? Yeah, that would be, that would be a hard question, actually. Yeah, because like, you'd have to think about it. You probably have to write down your, or look at the list of winners and then. I'll tell you three that I just like really like, like, well, I guess I've never even met Taylor, but I'd have to put her up there, but like. She was a good winner. Jordan Lloyd, I love her as a person. She's so fun. But do I think her, like, I think her game was good. But I think Dan's game was awesome. And I also, like, love Ian. So there, that's, I feel like there's a lot. Yeah, so it would have to be, like, what, yeah. based on which. So you probably could say something good about every winner. Yeah, do you I know what I, I mean? They, they played. They won. They I mean, no matter what anybody says. Like, Josh Martinez, love him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but no matter what anybody says. They yeah. played, you know, they, they won, they convinced the jury. They definitely, definitely. And I, yeah. And like, I, if you put me in a room full of winners, I bet we'd all just have a good time and it would not, nothing would be personal. It'd just be, I could, yeah, we could all say great things about each other, you know, and watching someone on TV is a lot different too. So if you're just like strictly like game, who's the best winner, I think Dan just kind of took everything up a notch. Like everyone refers to season 10. It's a really good season. So, but after that, things have just evolved and changed so much that um, every winner is great in its own way because they had to adjust to their environment, whether and, that be social game or winning. You know what I mean? And Derek, I mean Derek is was a Derek's good, a good yeah. Derek was a really good winner too. I mean, you picked him. You know what I'm saying? I and voted you, for him. And yeah. even even though he was the one that was on to you and got you out, you know twice yeah, it was, was his and idea i think he modeled his game it, you and know. he modeled his game a lot after dan so i think it's kind of just i don't know yeah that's what i'm saying so that that is a hard question because you probably if you right now you're not even thinking but if you went through every single winner you know mm-hmm. and like and some have to go through so much more to win you know totally like then then what mm-hmm. you know and then do you get fomo when new seasons start like the fear of missing out I used to, um, yes. After season, after season sixteen, I remember I texted um, the casting director at the time and was like, "Oh my gosh, it's like our house. It feels so weird, you know." And I remember that. Um, then after eighteen, maybe a little bit, and then after. 22 hell no (laughs) no FOMO just excited for them and I hope that they have the best experience like I had my first time you know it's just you can never go back and um when you're have not do you have to sleep in the have not room or can you sleep on a couch no you have to sleep in the have not room no one can ever sleep on a couch and actually 
the first two seasons I was on, you were allowed to like nap, and then All Stars, you were not, you're not allowed to even nap, which is bullcrap. Okay, and before I forget, I want to do a shout out to Natalie. Um, you said you really like a shout out, but you actually had a lot of these questions. I, I mean, I got a whole page of questions just from you. So great job on the questions. Yeah, these are really good questions. Okay, hang on. I have to turn the page. I have a bunch on my Instagram we got to go through that are deeper, Mom. So maybe we'll do like a part two. Not today, though, right? Not today. Yes. Get one more. Um, okay, here's a questions for a couple questions for me. Um, they asked if producers contact us while we're in the house. Yes, and they also give you like info to con- I can email them. And um, I had one that I loved all three seasons. I still love her. She still messages Nicole to like to She's tell us best. happy birthday. She made me feel so warm and welcome. And like like I literally, you know, I would break down crying like at different times, you know, just missing them or when they're stressed in the house and they're depressed or you can just like, you know, your children. So when you're watching them mm-hmm. and you're seeing like their eyes and they're that they're not happy or, and you're worried about them even eating or like, you know, little things I would message her just like little things like I don't think Nicole's feeling good. Can you go check on her for me and stuff like that? And they they she was so, so, so good. And I think mm-hmm. she's still there. And I love I actually like loved her. And I felt like she was like the motherly figure for Nicole oh, and watching for sure. over her when I couldn't watch over her. And they mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely like contact you and, and, and say an episode when Nicole was going to be upset and they filmed a lot of DRs with her like upset she would get a hold of me before that and just say I want to let you know Nicole's really in good spirits now but she was very upset when we filmed this part of the show just so you're aware and I don't want you to think that's what's going on happening now that was like then and um especially with those backyard wellers yellers and then they closed down the feeds the one time for that long time like what was that was on all stars i think and oh that's stressful because i have no idea what's going on like it's hard to watch i i feel for all you parents like it is very very hard to watch Mm -hmm. that you cannot communicate and to watch what they're going through at different parts and not being able to help at all and like not even be able to give them any advice or Mm -hmm. like different kinds of things so yeah they they're the producers are really really good about that i would i will say i don't know like any other producers but i don't think there can be better hearted producers than what i went through every single time like i have nothing but love and gratitude for them they never made me feel any type of way ever in a negative light always positive and I don't think you can say that for a lot of shows and I met them like like all of them like at the end like at the the finale party and all that kind of stuff and oh, they're just yes they're so so Very so kind and the, you know? yeah and like just made me feel comfortable that was like that was really good mm-hmm. um then the, that also answered like the hardest my other question right there do the hardest part of watching nicole on the show was yeah not being able to help not being able to give advice because when she has something or a, like a game move there's a couple things i would have said uh but like she can't see what we can see we can see like the people talking about you behind your back the people you need to watch out for and like the different kind of things going on because that's the game obviously. you know but i just know that she's like a good person and so she'll make it through she's fine she's strong like her dad and she'll she'll handle everything that she needs to handle during it but yeah it is it's hard watching them when they're hurting and watching that stuff unfold 
And it also said about writing the HOH letters, like when they win, we write them ahead of time. So that a lot of times they're not, I mean, if they keep winning, then they'll say to send some more, but they always have backup. They, I think you get a list of how many people you'd like to hear from, like say, it'll say her mom, her dad, her best friend, her like Victor, obviously on the all-star thing. And you just all write them ahead of time. So the bad thing about them is Nicole said, you know, she doesn't know when some of them are written and like, you said like before that it's like hard you're reading stuff into it yeah and they like, it was really hard for me because i was just like the first time even i was just like i don't know i could read into my mom so well that i thought but, something but here was i wrong. wrote them ahead of time yeah so she didn't and then she said like when we did the the, the part she hated the most oh, and horrible. she'll say it is the family when the family gets to talk to you because she the says video my god that destroyed me because she said it makes it look like I look sad, like she's re- trying to feel me. So I think it's almost the same thing as like us watching her. She's watching us and she's thinking, but it's just uncomfortable. And it wasn't like ever anything bad. It was just a very uncomfortable to make that. I'm not the kind of person to make them videos and say, hey, you know. Um, so she said that that was the worst. She said she couldn't sleep and she cried because we looked like we're sad. So we don't, she don't know what's going on in the outside world and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, really so, screwed up my game, honestly. It so didn't she give said me... she would have rather not, <laughs> not seen us until after she got out of there. Like that was very, very hard. They do that, I think. Yeah, because I mean, it's nice to see your family and stuff, but it messes, it messes with your head. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, there's um, still quite a few, but I'm just going to do a couple more of the the funny ones. Are the ants bad, and which season were they the worst oh, for you? So season 16, we had, like, this deli tray, and by the time we got into the house, there was ants all over the deli tray. So they were really bad season 16. Isn't that what was... Did you really have a mouse in there season 16, no, or was that just somebody that teasing was, Cody? That was Team America. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they haven't been as bad. So I don't know. Season 16 was the worst. Yeah. And does the house have a distinctive smell? Like, does it smell the same every time you go in it? Like it's some, like how people's houses have Mm -hmm. a distinctive smell. Like, do you feel like you're home back home again? Um, it does have the same smell, but it's a smell of fear. That's for sure. (laughs) It's not a smell of comfort. (laughs) Um, I would, I, one thing that I wanted to say is that you are in, survival mode when you're in there um not having a menstrual cycle is not something that I ever went through even like in nursing school or ever in my life and I feel like I even when I was having panic attacks every single night after big brother um I still have my menstrual cycle so I didn't have my menstrual cycle in the house I don't think any season and because you're in survival mode so just Try to remember that when you're watching these house guests that it literally feels like you're in the Hunger Games and you're going to, you're going to, once you like get thrown And you, and you came there, most people come there to win that money. So 
you yeah, know, if I came a, there to be loved, it'd be a whole different game. But I mean, most people, yes, most people come there to win that money and to win that game. So I mean, it their their minds are going the entire entire time. Like you told me, your mind does not shut down, not even you to can't. sleep. And like even mm-hmm. like, and this is one thing Nicole told me after, because like everybody would say that I would read that on Twitter. Like, how come Nicole's sitting in that bed on season eighteen? And she, the minute I asked her that, she had the most logical answer that made sense. And it's like, what what was it? Well, I could see everything really well from right there. So I could see anyone coming around the corner, what bedroom they were going to, who they were talking to. And it was just like the best like scouting position. I just sit there and watch and listen. That, that's and she what said I did. it made her look like less. Um... Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, Nicole's just like sitting by herself. She's not I'm not worried about her. She's always there. She's not off trying to make all these plans with other people. You guys sometimes assume the worst and like it's really you're not in that environment each environment each season's different you have to do what you got to do to survive and sometimes that's playing dead and that's kind of what I did was play dead and watch during certain parts I got I had so many confrontations that season and how I handled them I still became the winner of the season so I mean I was in a lot and I just had to hide that I was kind of like the one doing most things um if people knew that I was the leader then I would definitely be um voted out and even Michelle and stuff they'd say Nicole's gonna win this season I still didn't get voted out yeah that she's a that she's a snake watcher she's got it so every time mm-hmm. she said that would happen she had to like retreat again and like act like la like, la la like exactly. oh, I'm just into a showmance and that's what I, I have and, to do yeah exactly if I would have done anything different maybe America would have liked me a little more but you would not have but won. I would not have won the game and that would not have changed your life because winning really changed your winning life. changed my life it completely changed my life and yes so I think we're ending on a good note with all that today, but there's still so much. I yeah. I really do want to try to dive into this every other week or add an extra one, but we will get back to regular life and regular stuff for all you listeners who don't like want to talk Big Brother. Yeah, this was fun. Okay, talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.